Okay, we are ready for part two of today's Echo Chamber. Alright, so it's another special one, right? People, so let's get things started with a look at Laguna Avenue, the new piece from David Buckingham and Paul Papadias. Okay. Okay, people. So I've just checked out Laguna Avenue, which is the new film from David Buckingham. Written by Paul Papadias. Papadias, I feel that's how you pronounce it. Uh, it was produced by Papadias, Alison Barone, Gordon Gee, and Brian Rabin. Music was handled by Josh Menashe and Annie Shaw. Cinematography was David Speck. Film editing was Matthias. Hebger. Makeup was Courtney Kane and Cynthia Diaz. Sound was Alisa Robinson. Um, Austin R. Chamberlain handled the props. You know what I mean? And our cast, well, we have got, um, yeah, our cast. Gosh damn it. Where is, um, yes, Russell Steinberg plays Russell. His girlfriend, Rita, is played by Stephanie Bratt. Um, we've then got Tom Vella, played by Manuel Canute. Uh, Pierre, one of their neighbours, is played by Dan Crane. Uh, Karina, another neighbour, is played by Felix Debecu. Uh, we've got Dusty, played by Jeff Hillard. Um, Park Walker, played by Jameson Keelan. Um, Gary, who's played by James Markham Hall Jr. Uh, then we've got Russ's boss, who's Played by Papa Diaz. Aaron. Dan, who is played by Zachary Taylor. And Charlie, who's played by Sheridan Ward. And so the gist of the piece is, um, is this. Russell, a middle-aged, burned-out TV editor with a prosthetic hand, who futilely searches for work in Hollywood's brutal, exploitive underbelly. His former boss owes him money. His partner, Rita, is indifferent, always out of town, inaccessible. And his new downstairs neighbour, Gary, keeps him awake at night with mysterious, disturbing noises. But... Everything changes one evening when Gary pays Russell a visit and introduces him to his sinister world of a renegade accelerationism and a collection of outrageous, unstoppable, but captivating fellow travellers and conspirators. So, uh, yeah, this is a, is a crazy film. I was going to say, it, it is bonkers, straight bonkers. And when you first get into it, you don't think it's going to be like that, right? We, because we start off with a robbery where you kind of look at it and think, this robber ain't the smartest. <laughs> ain't the smartest, right? Balaclava, no glove. <laughs> yes, the cameras won't spot you, but they'll catch you with your fingerprints, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
and he also leaves more of his DNA on the scene, right? You're just like, yo, dude, dude, what are you doing? But so we see this, then we jump back a few weeks, right? I think just a week, and we see what led up to this incident, right? And yeah, so we're just kind of following Russell's life, right? Russell, I mean, he's not the most likable of dudes. <laughs> he's not terrible, but, you know, it, it, it's like he's in a rut. I mean, that's the fair thing to say. Russell feels like he's in a rut, right? Hates his job. Uh, but he's real pissed that he got let go, even though if you hear his girlfriend, Rita, sounds like he kind of opened the door for them to kick him out. You know what I mean? Um, Rita, it, it, like you said, she's indifferent, but I feel it's she's just tired of Russell. You know what I mean? Like, they're having sex, and he's mad out of breath, and she's like, yo, you need to get into shape, but it, every time, is anything that goes wrong, it's just like, I'm going through something right now, you know, take out the trash, I'm going through something right now, you know, it, it, it's just, yeah, he's that dude, so we're following this film, and you think it's gonna be, you know, this guy looking for work or something, right? And knowing that it's meant to be like sci-fi horror oddness, you're kind of like, huh, well, this is a strange one. I, I mean, I don't know where it's going to come from, right? Where the crazy, where the weird, where the scares will come from. But then all of a sudden, the film shifts it shifts and it really just goes all out all out and that's when things get deep with Gary because when we first meet him he uh he just seems like an odd dude but boy <laughs> that is that is nothing that is absolutely nothing until you really get into the wheat on this people because yeah it's it's a odd kind of acid trip. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just they're messing around with um like cybernetics, accelerism as they call it, you know, and it's just it's bizarre, it's insane. Now a lot of things do seem kind of just all over the place. Right? It does seem a little hectic. But I do kind of feel that a lot of that does get explained towards the end of the film. Right? Which, which is cool. But yeah, they're doing stuff that you're just like, wait, what? Wait, you're doing that in public? Right? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I mean, what is happening here? You, I mean, you can't do this shit. Like, this is crazy. Uh, it, 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 yeah, it's just a, an odd ride. But you are kind of gripped. You're kind of gripped all the way because you just want to know where it's going. Right? It, it, you just want to know where the fuck they're going with this film. And especially this whole prosthetic hand thing, which seems real random right? Real random. And also, his friends don't really give him any sympathy on that front, right? Because, yeah, you would think, yeah, there's no feeling, right? There's no feeling. So certain things you could be like, yeah, I get that. But they're just like, ah, you have to see the scenes, right? But yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's an interesting one. Right, I, I think the fact that they chose to shoot it as well in black and white helps to add that intrigue to it. Because, you know, there is some low, you know, it's a low budget indie film. And you can 
mask a lot of stuff if you go black and white. But I have to say, some of the effects really good. So, and I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? Right? Oh, you know, there's telekinesis. There's uh, I forget the other one where you can, you know, telekinesis is moving, but the other one where you just smash stuff. I feel that's got a name, but I can't remember. Anyway, anyway, yeah, it, it's we get these crazy performances, right? Like Gary is just all very just ominous and just like wacky but monotone, right? You know, he's like, yeah, the performances work. Performances work because this is a just a mixture of crazy odd individuals crazy odd individuals inhabiting this housing apartment and just everything that goes everything that goes from there but yeah this film people if you watch it and you think huh this isn't what i thought just give it a moment because oh when it kicks into gear it kicks into gear. Oh my days. It really does. And you know what? It's playing at four festivals this weekend. <laughs> yeah. It, which seems just crazy. Right? So it's on at um, Another Hole in the Head, Christmas Horror Nights, Sick and Wrong Film Festival, and film Oracy Fest. I feel I said that. I think I said that right. Uh, but yeah, as I said, look, he's playing four festivals this weekend. Virtually at San Francisco's Another Hole in the Head. Virtually at Christmas Horror Nights, presented by Grimfest, and um, sponsored by the Horror Channel in the UK. They're um, also in person and virtually at Sick and Wrong Film Festival in Orlando and in person and virtually at Filmocracy Fest in Los Angeles. So that is a lot of running around, right? A lot of running around for old David Buchanan. Um and the rest of the crew, but, hey, that's work, man, you know what I mean, that's what you do, you do it for the love of the game, and it's just mad props for everyone for doing that, you know what I mean, I I would definitely say, if you can, if you're in any of those locations, and I don't know if, um, you know, it's geo-locked or anything like that, but yeah, I'd say give this a go, because it's, it's definitely different. It's definitely different. And I, yeah, the effects, effects are great. You know what I mean? You, you really do believe that Gary has done all the shit to himself, which you see. And you're kind of curious to how this hand upgrade is going to work. Because you're just like, what? <laughs> But yes, people, um, Laguna Avenue, yeah, worth a look for sure. All right, people, and now we get to hear from the star of Laguna Avenue, the great Russell Steinberg. So this is a good one, people. So, hey, no key breaks, sit back and enjoy behind my <laughs> yes yes people hanukkah <laughs> elves on a shelf everything oh uh, wait elf in hanukkah elf on the i got everything we got well you know we're multi religious <laughs> home so we got everything covered there it's, it's like pokemon you gotta get them all yeah. <laughs> someone's gotta be someone's gotta be right <laughs> so you know just get them all cover all the bases uh, nice 
Well, if you don't know people, I'm joined by Russell Steinberg, who is the star of Laguna Avenue. Thank you very much, Russell. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kev. <laughs> oh, man. Russell, Laguna Avenue is a, a crazy-ass film. It really is. But you don't... It, like, the way it opens, because it... it <laughs> well, it opens with some... With the dumbest robbery I've ever seen. Balaclava, yes. No gloves. Yeah. No gloves, Russell. Uh, you should have... Uh, we needed you on set. You know, this was... Uh, <laughs> And, a a, a micro-budget gonzo, for, you know, some things, at times like that, things got might have gotten overlooked, you know? <laughs> the, the, the finer details, I'm sure you could pick, there's probably a, many moments you could pick apart like that one. Hey, I should have had it, the gloves. It, it, it didn't really matter because no. you left a deposit, which I of DNA track your DNA through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I only stole one hard drive and a and a coffee mug. So I mean, I don't think they could. They're not going to dispatch the, uh, the uh, whatever they. What's that from Criminal Minds? What's the uh, special unit where they do all the? They're not going to send a. a, a, a oh, they're not going to get the heavy artillery out on the yeah. on that crime. <laughs> CSI, yeah. Well, I I've just started to rewatch Person of Interest, so maybe. Um... You know, Finch would send John after you. <laughs> yeah, they could poke. They could have poked around in the poo and see what I ate. Track it back to the restaurant. Oh man! But yeah, we we opened with that. Then we jumped the week before. Mm. But it it feels like it's just kind of a slice of life film. You know, a guy looking for work, down on his luck, or no. Mm. Kind of feel you made some of that luck for yourself, Russ. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of yeah. feel Rita had grounds for being a bit upset. <laughs> I'm a, I'm just surprised she stayed around. You know, stays around as long as she does. <laughs> yeah, but obviously there was something. You know, there was something at some point about him that you know kept her around. But yeah, he's not. He was not at his best. At the moment we meet him. <laughs> but yeah, then all of a sudden the film just it goes out there. It takes a sharp <laughs> really, sharp left. Yeah, because we meet Gary, and when we first meet Gary, he seems very aloof, right? Mm -hmm. Very aloof, a little odd, shiny suits, which you know, always a bit suspect. <laughs> but um <laughs> you know, but then Oh shit! When 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 the when the visit gets paid, then everything just goes. Yeah, it's like naught to a hundred, naught to a hundred in a second. It, it was just insane, and, and you're just gripped. You're gripped because you want to know where the hell this is going. Yeah, which yeah. for me, that that um, what you're describing right now is like the what was most exciting for me, I think about doing this movie, you know, when I first read the script and, uh, and also what I thought I could bring to it too, um, you know, because it, it was so, it's such a, it's so wild and out there. And I did, I related to the character and I just felt like if I came in and like, especially in that, like you're saying a slice of life, if I just came in and try to like not be, not be another wild part of the movie and not be out just be this kind of really grounded character and guy who you you know could relate to and seems real and then I have to really hop on to the journey and then so so I think that could bring like, to bring people with him on the journey yeah. you know because it is so the movie is it's so mental you know so I I just felt like um I'm gonna try to play this in as real and not be like just I'm gonna play it like to the best and see and then really buy into everything and that was so much fun as an actor of this movie yeah that that really works because i think if you were crazy from the start it wouldn't have been so impactful when it just flips out yeah so you have to buy that you're just this humdrum guy who just seems a bit you know 
beat down dejected. yeah it, it just felt dejected yeah. and you know it's just like can't you see i'm going through something that's that's your yeah. go-to yeah. russell yeah. 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 Well, you, say you, uh, you need to get in shape after we have sex you need to get in shape i just lost my job can i focus on one thing at a time take the trash out <laughs> You know, it's funny when you live in LA. I think Mark Marin like did a routine about this. I remember years of seeing his stand up. Like when you live in LA and you're kind of like, you know, like a, a loser. <laughs> like when you when you get your trash into the garbage and you put it out on the curb, and the guy, the garbage man, comes and picks it up and he takes it away. It's like, yeah, see, we we did this together. This is a beautiful thing that happened here. We we made something happen. Yeah, I can't even do that properly. The garbage. No, you, you did seem you know. to struggle with that. <laughs> Um, like when you when you read the script like how much of the film can you tell from the script you know what I mean does it did it seem as crazy from the first read through like did it instantly grab you or was it a conversation with um, David that kind of sold really sold you on doing this um well I know Paul uh Papadeus uh, is with a uh, you know, longtime partner of uh, Ali Barone and they're the team that produced this. And Ali Barone and I have known each other. We waited tables together in our 20s. And Paul, um, you know, he thought of me for the script and he sent it to me. And really it was like one of those scripts you have to read twice. Like, right. like what the hell is going on here? You know? And then it did take me a couple of times. And then I was like, I, I, I get it. I, I, I mean, I don't actually get it because he's, that, like his mind works a lot different than mine. Like I don't understand like a lot of the overtones and things that he's talking about in the movie and like everything that's going on with technology. But I just the story, you know, I, I got the, the you know I got the story, and yes. yeah, it was insane. But I just saw it, you know, I did see it. And um, going back to what we were talking about before, like with the, the way we played it, I have the hats off to Dave Buchanan, your countryman who he really also like, um, uh, you know, he, he mapped out this, the scenes, you know, like, and when, it, like, so we really discussed like where I was on the journey, you know, when we shot this, he's like, okay, so this is, after, it's almost like after the quickening, after the awakening, you know, so in this scene, you have that energy and that. And also uh, on the first phone call with David too, I really, uh, I knew that we, you know, we sort of had a similar sense of humor and sensibility. Maybe it was because I went to, you know, Middlesex Polly and had some, you know, appreciated the, the, the English humor and the sound, right? we just got, we got uh, together on a level. So uh, a lot of things, and in general, a lot of things on this film really fell into place because uh, uh, most people who worked on it worked for free. Uh, it was a real labor of love for everybody. And, um, you know, there's a few things you have to pay for, but um, I don't know. I don't think anyone's made a film for this little money probably since the 90s. You know, that was a, like a feature that actually felt like something and looked like something like the way this one does. So um, it was really, uh, it was a lot of fun. Because I have to say, yeah, because that's the thing, right? Because you, you could tell it's an indie film, but the effects, I was like, how the fuck are they yeah. doing that with yeah. the microwave and the, the can and I mean like that yeah I, I, I see no strings like you know what I mean yeah, they got some favors from people at uh, you know different effects houses and after you know that's what I'm saying it was a real like things just happened things came together for this movie um, even that like the little with the finger with the spark yeah yeah, yeah 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 and then there was a couple really low, like with a spoon flying into his hand. That was just like a, a very <laughs> lo-fi, you know, sort of trick. I, I'm giving away uh, the secrets, yeah. but like, you know, some of it. So some of it was, and a lot, and um, we had uh, this girl Sarah who worked on the film, who just has a love of this genre, and like she had her friend like 3D print the, the claw. And she made like that, you know, when the cut into the finger. Yeah. She made that hand with the blood inside of it, and that looked real. Damn. Right. And then when they stuck the chip in there, she did all that, and just because she loves this stuff. And they, a lot of these people met at like a, 
who worked on the film. It was like they were online for some David Lynch like film thing, and like that's where they originally and like Chapel and people just wanted to be involved in filmmaking. Were were you know PAs on the film who hadn't really you know done anything. So it was it was exciting. It was it was a real fun set. Well, I mean, I think it's a good calling card going forward because yeah. I can't believe that ham was pre-D printed. It, it blows my mind. Like, because when, I don't know, when you hear 3D printing, I still think 2D, right? Yeah. I just think pretty, like a paper form or something. But I can't, You when you see an object, you're like, oh, yeah, that was pretty. And you're like, but how? Like, how I mean, that, that was like moving parts, too. Like, you know, yeah. like, with, and, uh, you know, we it, had cords so inside elaborate. of it. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, yeah. Like, was it heavy? Were those hands heavy? To it was. It, I mean, probably not as heavy as it would have been if it wasn't three D printed, honestly, because it was made out of a, a, you know, a plastic material. It was like a giant Lego, but it was definitely heavy. And and you know, I would wear a glove underneath it because it would rub up my. And then the other scenes, I had just like a. I would I had when I had the prosthetic, I would just like had to hold my hand, you know, in like that position the whole time inside of a glove. I thought that did pretty. It looked pretty good. That looked. The black glove prosthetic. Oh yeah, no, that yeah. yeah. It, it that's the thing. The effects look really good. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't look cheap. Right? You it, like you it go to a lot of indie festivals. I mean that I know that was like backhanded <laughs> prey. No, but what I mean is like you can mm. see you know, you go and see like films made by people on a low budget, and oftentimes they're fun films, but you, you could see that okay yeah that like the set's made of cardboard or yeah but nothing looked cheap everything looked a, a real high level and the effects looked really good and it, it just looked like for an indie film it, it looked really good it was very yeah. impressive the, the way it all and it keeps you in the film because that's a thing if if anything had looked a little fake a little off you could be thrown out, but yo, you're yeah. in the film all the way through. That's nice to hear. Yeah, I think Paul cashed in on some, you know, friends and favors. I think like the, someone who worked at the, I think maybe Skywalker. I don't know, I actually shouldn't say maybe because maybe they were working on company time or working <laughs> on our film. So I, maybe I won't say where and, and who, but uh, yeah, we definitely cashed in some favors and it did, you know, for what, for, yeah, for what we, uh, financially put into the film it definitely came back uh looking great yeah no for sure for sure like how long did um everything take to do post yeah. was much longer the film so i had this was shot two years ago and i had we just had a, a child um with my girlfriend sarah and the, uh, our daughter cecilia was two months old and they called me they called me probably when she was just born and like look we're doing this film we really want you to be the lead and you know i talked to sarah and we decided to do it so i flew out to la and we were shooting on weekends like friday saturday sunday because people had jobs who were working on, on the film so we did in, the, in a month three six nine, i think we shot for 12 days over a month spread out on on weekends oh and so we had 18 hour 20 hour like big you know days yeah, uh, and a lot of it, you know, a lot of it, we would get the shots. We'd start getting in the beginning of the day. We'd get the shots we wanted, and then the clock would be going. And then we'd just be like going out quicker, quicker, running through stuff, running gun, you know, really like Gonzo filmmaking. And um, but we pretty much, I mean, we didn't really have to do any pickups. I mean, they did some stuff uh, afterwards where they had people dressed up like me or whatever. But mostly we got it all, and then. But post was, uh, you know, almost two years. Right, right. Because right. they had, you know, like a couple guys in Germany work as editor, and then, then they brought it back here, and then we had to get the effects and different things. And, you know, Paul had a full-time job. Ali runs a atelier a, 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 a where they make clothes. So, like, everyone had their own things going on. Um, but, yeah, so it took – I mean, listen, I've heard of films that take 10 years to finish. Mm. I think two years is not that bad. Uh, especially since there was no money behind it. I when I, I had to do ADR and I went over to my friend David Lay's house who was living in Chinatown at the time 
we had like mattresses up against the window to cover the street noise and he had a program you know so he could play the you know play the film and we had a pretty good microphone and i you know we and i had you know done a bunch of adr before so we i was able to nail it but that was you know that was the that was the sound that was the new york sound studio <laughs> chinatown apartment with mattresses on the window so yeah it, was, it, 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 it worked though it, it all yeah. worked like how busy, you know, you've done films, you've done TV, you've done so many jobs in the industry, right? But how was it doing, you know, that the weekends, just doing the weekends over a month and then having, so you, you finish a scene on a Sunday, then you've got to wait until Friday before you can come back to it. Oh, so right. it's just like having to try and get back into the character, get back into the moment, the scene, the feel. Like, what was that like? Um, I, you know, it was actually pretty. I felt almost in character the whole time, and you know, honestly, the character isn't too far from who I am in this movie. Besides the insanity <laughs> world that he lived in, so and. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it wasn't that, it wasn't that difficult. And, uh, you know, also with the film, you're not really sh shooting in, in order anyway. So it's like, you have to dial in on that day, like whether you're, you know, further down the road or the beginning, like, so it was the, uh, I think the real challenge was just the, the hours that, you know, uh, when I was in it, you know, yeah, Those long days, just, you know, by the end of the day, but like I said, the more beat down I got by doing the movie, almost like really, it, it kind of was a perfect storm of you know, they'd come home, I had the baby, like everything was just like a, I was like in a daze for a month, so it it it, it all worked out. Yeah, because yeah, by the end, the character is kind of in a fever dream, is it? Yeah. Worse? So yeah, yeah. I, I guess that yeah, that 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 works out. I mean, um. With you know the, the rest of the cast like Rita and you know all all the other people, was there um you know did you have to kind of hang out together to build that chemistry or was it just a natural kind of fit? Um, Gary and I definitely built the chemistry, you know, which uh, uh, by the yeah by the uh, time we started doing. You know, this, when you shoot the movie, like the first scene I did with Rita was uh, when we were in bed. Like that's like when we met, which I think they do a lot of times in films, just in case the actors end up not getting along at the end. They like will shoot those in the beginning because there's no. But um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Rita and I, that was our first scene, and and then the the like moshing thing. So we got we were right into it. Uh, but Gary and I definitely built it up along the along the way, which is why we had some like that scene in the car was much later on, and I feel like we sort of had that like back and forth, and then uh, the uh, the scene in the park, which is my favorite, when we do the like the bad boys like back to back with the camera going around. Um, yeah, so but this, the the like I said before, the vibe on the set was really good. Um, there was not like yes, there was stress for time. You know, there'd be. Art, fights about like you know like someone wants to get a shot and it's taking a long time to set up and this and that we have a you know we have to move so that obviously that's going to be the, but that tension builds like helps anyway yeah but uh it wasn't like a you know people digging into each other's character or anything like it was just like a tension of time crunch and um so there was just good good vibes on the set too so it was like and then we yeah, have a lot of times when we were in that um at Laguna Ave and we were like those those uh, ensemble scenes there was a real mm -hmm. chemistry between everyone um and Dan my you know the, the who I do the the, the drugs with uh, yeah, that yeah, was pretty yeah. funny <laughs> that, was, that scene was that scene actually is my favorite scene in the movie I just think it's so funny <laughs> I have to say those lawn chairs they didn't look comfy, man. They were so low. <laughs> I was just like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think those are that. So we shot at Laguna Ave. That's the house where Dave Buchanan, Paul, this guy, Brian, who uh, worked on the film and they all live. They actually live there. And so Paul, I think, dreamed up this script about like, you know, 
he started with the characters who live there and then went, you know, whatever the, the movie's about. But the, so that is actually Laguna Ave. So those are probably the lawn chair. I don't think, I don't know if those are props or those are like the, the lawn chairs that they actually use at the, the house now, the people who live there. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so what was the what would you say the hardest part of doing this movie was for you? Um, just uh, hmm, that's a good question. I mean, the hardest part, uh, I think, besides like you know the hours and you know. Getting, uh, you know, getting, getting it done, fitting it in, coming, you know, coming from New York out to LA, situating and all that, and the family. But the hardest part for actor-wise, I think, was um, really kind of getting on the journey with 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 Gary. Although it's, it was fun. honestly that was the funnest part too. You know, like I don't know. Uh, I think the you know, physically, it was actually kind of grueling. I had just had an operation on my hip, like right before. And like, so like when I was running around through the street, streets and the hours and being on my feet, it was actually more of like, even though it doesn't look like it, you know, it was actually kind of a grueling because you were just, I, I was in every single frame of the movie. Yeah. So that probably was the hardest part. It was just for everyone else. Like for me, it was like, if it was an 18 hour day, it was pretty much, I was in every scene of that day. So that that I would say was the hardest part. Actually, it was a lot of fun, the movie itself. <clears throat> and um, is that the sort of music you would mosh to in everyday life? <laughs> no, that's Paul. Yeah, that's I think that I'm, I can't remember uh, if that's Paul's band, Brezhnev's Metal. Paul, the the writer, is a bit of a Renaissance guy. He uh, you know, he holds down a job where he. And he went to, I think he got an MBA. So he like understands how to move in that world. And it's, but he's able to do it remotely. And, uh, and then uh, he'll take time off and do a film. Then he's got a band and he'll do, uh, you know, he, him and his band write songs. He's just in Paris. He got commissioned to write this movie about this uh, Greek pop star. So, uh, you know, okay. so I think that might've been his band, Brezhnev's Metals, I was moshing to. I did have, you know, I used to go to some hardcore shows back in New York in the, in the old days, and so I had some had some moves. <laughs> my backpack on. Um, I'm like, now um, I need a no, now I need a nosh pit. <laughs> I go to a show. Is there a nosh pit? I'm hungry. I was like, the people that wore backpacks to freaking gigs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was so irritating because yeah. when it's so packed and you're getting pushed and then you yeah, put this little... bag in your face, you're just like, dude, take the bag off. <laughs> What's in the bag? What's in the bag? <laughs> I know. I know. You're just like, you don't need a bag. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, but like when, when it is a, a, a crazy set like this and it's long days and everything how do you relax in between takes like what's the situation is there do you have, do you have your ipod you listen to music are you reading or like yeah i mean i didn't have time really for much uh i thought conversations and and laughs and there was some um and those ensemble scenes there was a lot of I may or may not have been drinking beer on the, in between takes. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then so those other scenes was um, a lot of, uh, you know, I was, we were moving from location to location. So I, I, I think the, um, but the, 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 the ones when we're at Laguna Ave, it was, like I said, everything sort of played into itself. We sort of became those characters sitting around Laguna Ave you know, when we weren't in the shots, we were like a bunch of people sitting around on lawn chairs and laughing and talking. And so it all, it was really things fell into place with this movie in that uh, respect. Okay. Okay. I will say, I, I did feel bad for you 
with with the leg on the with, with the hand on the leg situation. It's like <laughs> it's feeling in the hand, obviously. I mean, come on, people. I mean, like, give the guy a little bit of a break. <laughs> that was funny. I like that. We shot the, those scenes. We we were using this um like a black magic camera, like I think like the four K. I don't. I'm not so techno savvy, but then on those scenes, um, there's some reason we. Uh, we wanted to try this other camera out and it was like this thing that hooked on to the iPhone and then the camera was like a, a thing on top of the iPhone that sort of tracked focus and you could like move around and then we shot like those, the, so those scenes that look a little different um, yeah. when we're in the, like when we're coming up to hit, we all like come up together to walk up to Gary. They were shot on this cool iPhone thing. But yeah, it has nothing to do with your question, but yeah, the, uh, that was, that, that was funny. I like that whole, uh, uh, interaction with her and uh, and 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 Jane and Jane, like you know the like the 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 sourpuss woman. Like, oh, yeah. like I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell Rita. <laughs> there was like a surreal uh, that part with the you know, and obviously you know you're not looking. You know, it, it's definitely like a you know like ratcheted up reality it's not you know you're not like watching that like seeing oh this is like how a bunch of people really see when they hang out you know it's like a you know a, a strange world we're going yeah. to have but a fun one yeah right was a lot of those conversations were they was it all scripted or all scripted was... yeah this was all scripted okay which i you know i like that i think it, you know i mean it's fun to improv and stuff too but it's also nice to work with what's given to you and like you know make the best of it that's acting <laughs> but yeah yeah uh it was uh yeah so that's good that you thought it was conversational some of it but a lot of it was scripted and like some of the people were actors some people weren't actors it was all you know um but okay. it was all scripted okay and like what was the biggest surprise for you because you know i think reading a script is one thing but then seeing some of this stuff right in the flesh like right what kind of really you know jumped out to you it was like oh, um well they they you know they say that three movies the one that you write the one that you shoot and then the one that gets made so yeah. um i think just seeing the movie finished and you know it didn't it wasn't uh put because we weren't able to get all the shots, you know, it wasn't, uh, and maybe things didn't make as much sense, like when it was all shot and said and done. So some of it is re was retooled and reworked. So, you know, it doesn't go in this, like a scene that I thought was going to go in one spot was in a different spot. I guess right. the biggest surprise to me was how well it came together and like how enjoyable it was to, from start to finish. And um, it really felt like, you know, like with a film like that, with, like I said, with that budget and everything, to actually have it come out and like you said, be something that, you know, pulls you in and you want to watch the whole way through and it feels like it moves and it actually kind of, ha it makes sense and it's fun. That was the big surprise for me that it, how well it came out. Uh -huh. And what's the reaction been like, you know, because you've been doing the festival circuit. Yeah. Like, what, what's that been like? You know, people see, like it. See people, it and experience it, was, it. I mean, it was fun to see it with live audiences and hear their reaction and, you know, seeing people's comments, uh, you know, on um, like different, what's uh, like Letterboxd or Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, you know, there's uh, a lot of people who like this, you know, it's not horror, horror either. So like I think yeah. people who go in thinking because they've got into uh, Fright Fest, that was going to be like, you know, people getting their heads cut off and then we're like disappointed that it was like a, a lo-fi sci-fi thriller <laughs> uh you know genre movie but there's people like this kind of midnight movie genre movie like um it was almost meant to be it's almost like a cult classic before it was ever even made you know, it feel it has that feeling of a movie like you put on at, at you know at midnight and or like the but um you know people who are really enjoying it and so it's nice to see that reaction i mean look some people i've seen you know reviews where they're like kind of trying to pick it apart i'm like oh yeah i mean we made, you know, yeah, it's a movie that was made for $30,000 tops. If you were to, you could sit here all, all day and, and do that. But like, I think, you know, people who, who get it, get it. And it's, uh, you know, 
Like when you go back and watch those, it's like a slack, those like slacker movies. Yeah, they weren't like made for the most money and they're not, you know, if you watch it again, like, you know, yeah, it was like a, maybe some things were a little sloppy at points, but it's like you're, you're if you're, if that's where your mind is going, you're sort of missing the big picture of like yes. what this movie is. Yeah, it, it does feel like a film that you, you could, you watch a little buzz. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I yeah. mean, that would be a lot of fun, you know, where, you, it, where it's some weed, some mushrooms, yeah. and, and you just chill with your people, and you just watch this craziness. I, I, I think that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, I uh, I really hope that's where the, you know, where it goes, and, like, it gets, like, uh, it finds its audience, and it's funny, though, because, like, now, you know, everyone, is wa- you know, you watch your movie here, you know? So it's, like, yeah, and especially now, even more after COVID. So, like, this would have been a great, uh, you know, a move, like a, like a place where you go to the, the, the film, you know, go to the theater and watch the midnight film with friends and have drinks. And, you know, I guess you'd have to get, like, small groups together and watch it on your, I don't know, it's funny. I'm, I'm just curious where, where film, you know, where it's all going. Not just for our movie, just in general. Yeah, know. I, I mean, I, I think people. There's a lot. The thing that irritated me at, at the start of the pandemic was a lot of people was like, "Cinema's dead. Cinema's over." And I'm just like, no, because going to the cinema is the experience, right? Watching at home is nice, right? It's convenient at times, right? It, it works. I'm not adverse for films being launched at home because if you're, say you're ill, right, you can't get to the cinema, you'd be like, ah, damn, I wanted to go to opening weekend, but I can't. Or if you've got kids, you can't get a babysitter. There's a lot of reasons why some people can't get to a cinema. But going, there's a different thing about actually sitting down in the cinema, the lights go down, you know what I mean? The curtains come apart and, and the film starts. It's just that different thing. You can have a great sound system at home. If you have a large TV, it's not the same. still not the same. Yeah, still even a couple the of these festivals was like my first time getting back in the theater and just having that fucking popcorn in my lap and a giant gallon of soda. It was like, <laughs> ah, I'm back. Yeah, it, it, it's that nice feeling. It, it just takes you to that place, right? It, it, it takes you to that next place when you're sitting in that cinema watching. And I think that's the thing. I think people will go to the cinema. Now, because the price of films at the cinema has gone up, you are probably more selective on what you go to see. But when there's a film festival and you can see loads of films, right, that that's it it, it works well to, to introduce you to things that you might not have, you know, seen might not have been on your radar right we've got a um, a cinema in um, london in leicester square called the prince charles i've been there yes it's a great little cinema yeah and this your film it feels like a film they would show i was right? gonna say this was the the night prince charles at midnight yeah yeah, they have the late night screenings, they have pizza screenings, pizza and beer screenings. They have the drink, they have the, the quote-alongs, like the uh, the Big Lebowski quote-along yes. where they, everyone gets the, has a Caucasian, the white yeah. into the white Russian and yells <laughs> all the lines out. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I feel that, yeah, the Prince Charles will be showing Laguna out. It feels like so. it, it's a film they would show. And it and it, yeah, it would be a fun. They do a fun little screening around it. Maybe give everyone prosthetic hands or, mm. <laughs> or something. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I think that would work. Um, but yeah, we're in a festival now that's available in. Uh, is it playing in the, everywhere in the UK? Uh, I should. Uh, do you have link? Do you have a? Well, can people go to uh, to, to links to watch this? I don't want to go out of this check because I'm afraid I'll lose. Oh no! Don't worry. Hold on. I can oh, festival information. It's but in. Uh, sick. It's in another hole in the head, which is yes. a San Francisco-based festival, and um, they it's playing everywhere uh, in the in the UK, and 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 so people can yeah. watch it if they go to another hole in the head and look for Laguna Ave. 
Okay, so that is because that's the thing. I wasn't quite sure if these festivals were geo-locked to the country or not. But I think that the head is. I believe that's not geo-locked. Okay, it's it's blocked everywhere in the U.S. but California, but it's (laughs) available in in Europe, and I believe the it's available in the the UK and and uh, there's another one. I think it's in Grime, something. um, so there's the Christmas Horror Nights, which I think is in association with um, Grime Fest. Yes, and that's I think available over there as well. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Christmas Nights is um, presented by Grime Fest and sponsored by the Horror Channel in the UK. Yeah. So there is there that. Yeah, that you, well. you, yeah, you, you've got a busy weekend. Yeah, I'm right? going to Orlando yeah. tomorrow because we're in um, Sick and Wrong Sick Festival and wrong. down yeah. there. Wrong, yeah. And um, so me, Paul, Alley, and I will be at Sick and Wrong. Um, it's playing at Filmocracy in Los Angeles and in um, another hole in the head in San Francisco and then Grime Fest, it's also as well online. <clears throat> so busy weekend for Laguna Ave. Yeah. Yeah. So another hole in the head runs from the 1st to the 15th of December. Yeah. Christmas Horror Nights is the 10th to the 11th. Sick and Wild is the 10th to the 12th. And Filmocracy Fest is the 9th to the 12th. Right. So um, busy weekend. Yeah. Four festivals in one weekend. Yeah, like that's pretty crazy. Yeah, a little greedy. It's a little little respect. movie that, that could do it. <laughs> little movie that could. <laughs> oh man, but yo, I respect the fuck out of that. You know what I mean? Just yeah. putting in that work, man. That's impressive. And are, are you doing Q and A's at all of these festivals or uh I'm not sure about uh a sick and wrong, but I know another uh, uh, I know there's, I think they're doing one after uh, Filmocracy, and I think we might zoom into it from Orlando if we can. But um, we did QA at a, at a Fright Fest, and um, we did QA. We were in Buffalo. Right, right. Uh, we did a QA up in Buffalo, so. Oh, cool. And um, yeah, like, do you enjoy all of that? Like the Q and A's after or before films, and uh, that yeah, it depends, you know. Like, uh, sometimes it's like, you no, know, but you're like, anybody have any questions? And like, but sometimes it's like a real, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, like uh, engaging, and people feel like we're doing it for a reason. Sometimes it just feels like pageantry, I guess. Yeah, but it, you know. Yeah, I, I, I know. Sometimes I, I go to those things, and like people are asking questions. They're like, they either just answered that, or wait, you didn't get that from the film? Like, what did yeah. you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. A, I went to a Q and A of a uh, what was that movie? Uh, win win. It was like a wrestling movie, and Paul Giamatti oh, was uh, yeah. the coach. And I was a uh, there was a Q and A, and the director was there, and. When there was one scene where Paul Giamatti was plunging the toilet on his knees with like his face right by the bowl. And I was like, what? Did you direct him to plunge the toilet like that? I mean, because who plunges the toilet with their face right in the bowl? Like you stand yeah, up. He you was like, he's back. like, you know what? That's the way he plunged. That's the way he plunges. He went in there right like that. I'm like, well, he plunges like a maniac. Nobody plunges like that. I feel like that's a good question. <laughs> No, that that's a fun question, right? Because it's a little yeah. different, and no one else is asking that question. That's all I can I, think about the second I saw him plunging like that. Like, what <laughs> animal plunges like with their face that close to the water? Yeah, yeah you're a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hear that's how you get COVID. You know what yeah. I mean? Cholera. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you have to be, um, you know, think about the questions you're asking. Yeah. Right. When you do those sort of things. Um, So, yeah, you've done all of these festivals. Like, did you 
when the film finished, right, or even at the start of the film, did you imagine what the reception might be like for it? Mm -mm. No, I was actually, I'm, I was pleasantly surprised with how well it came together. And, uh, and you know, not after I saw it, I, I thought, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be, there's going to be people who really like this, this movie. It's, it's definitely hits a, 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 a tone. And I honestly, with everything that's going on right now, if you really did like sort of like peel back some of the layers of this movie, it really hits a lot of, you know, poignant um, ideas and concepts about, you know, artificial intelligence and, you know, oh, society yeah. and everything. So, well, totally yeah, surprised. You know, as we were talking before, Elon Musk is developing that um, yeah. loop, I'm sure. Microchip or whatever. Yeah, which, you know, when you first, I remember when I first heard him talk about it on Rogan, and it just seemed, you're like, yeah. nah. But then, you know, as time goes on, you're like, yeah, kind of makes yeah. sense. It makes sense. I was thinking about that today when I was walking with my daughter. Like, this is just you know, how fast technology changed from when I was young to now, like, we, I have this phone now, what the heck is she going to have? Her, her, like, you know, like a pinky ring that tells her everything, I don't know, you know, yeah. nothing, it's going to be in her brain. Yeah, well, um, was it, I think it was Blade Runner 2049? Oh, yeah. I didn't and, see that new, yeah, I don't know why. And it was just like, the stuff would just appear kind of in front of you, like that. That's what, that's what I heard, is the, yeah, augmented reality. Yeah, because, yeah, like, we went from rotary phones, you know what I mean, computers that were, you know, the, the, the size of a, a mini mountain, yeah. like, a, la a large TV back in the day, it was yeah. huge. You I know, think what's going to happen is there's glasses yeah. like this will have augmented, will have the augmented reality. Yes. You know, if you don't have, like, so you'll be wearing just, like, plain glasses and, and you'll have augmented reality, your phone calls, your texts, your everything. Who knows? Oh, That's one yeah, thing. Oh, for yeah. sure. Because, you know, Google did the Google Glass back in the day. Yeah. But you kind of feel, it's a little early for it, right? It's a little, it's, it's yeah. kind of like how they, they had virtual reality in the 80s, but it was just goofy. But now, yeah. from all sound, like it, it's just like everyone's messing with the Oculus Quest, and, and we just got one it. here. It's yeah. crazy. I was standing on the peak of um, Everest the other day. Oh shit! Just like if, I mean, really. And look, there was a Sherpa right there telling his story. I'm like, this is insane. It almost feels when you take it off, you're almost just like you have to like, whoa. People are gonna get yeah. How, how long did it take to kind of acclimatize yourself? to normalness once you step out of that um i happen the first time i happened to have been microdosing on uh mushrooms so it took a little longer <laughs> but uh i think it's you know uh, uh it takes a second to like you're like gotta oh wow i'm back in reality i think people are gonna get lost in there oh which kind of it's a, and that all ties into the film yeah yeah because, yeah, I, I, I think what Gary does, people will be doing that. Yeah. On a I mean, this is like a body hacker. He's like a low-budget body hacker version of what's going to happen. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're going to look at Gary and be like, it's Betamax. He's got a Betamax taped to his back, but like basically it's going to be microchips. Yeah. Yeah, Gary is an even MP3. You know what I mean? He, he's, he's straight he's up. He's wild. Jamie's, Jamie's and, so and fun. People, yeah, people are going to be on that next tip. It, it's mm. just going to be all, it's going to look like flesh. You, you know what I mean? You, yeah. you won't look like a robot or like a cyberpunk, mm. as it were. You know, it, it, it's yeah. crazy. But yeah, it does throw up those interesting points. It's like, like the prosthetics. When you look at what prosthetics have done just in the last decade, mm. it's insane. It, it is really crazy. Is. So, um, yeah, you know, Russell won't have his 
small little weird hand or the huge yeah. hand. It would just be this other thing. <laughs> the flesh. Like I feel like, you know, it'd be Yeah, with feeling. It'll actually that have would feeling. Be crazy. <laughs> oh man. But no, I I I, I man, I was completely shocked and surprised by the film. And thank you. And, and that's just because, yeah, from from the how it starts to then where it goes, didn't see that coming. Actually. Yeah, didn't see it coming, and I was just Sorry. very happy. You know what I mean? I, I I was just in it, and even by the end, I was a bit like, oh, maybe Russell ain't that bad. Maybe Russell ain't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he became somewhat likable. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, I think he turned it around. I tried to keep him like I, let's, I tried to keep like a, a, a element of likability to the character, but yeah, he's definitely just like, you know, I mean, he's not like bad. He's just no, he he yeah, Russell isn't bad, but he's just a guy, and you're just like, come on, man, come on, come on let's, let's, yeah. let's get up, let's do something today, come on, come <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, you know I mean, you want David Goggin shouting at yeah. you. Yeah, that's the that's the thing, man. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I, I really appreciate your time. Um, this was great. It was great talking to you. Yeah, man. No, it, yeah. It's just interesting hearing. Because when you see a film like this, you want, like, how does this come together? Like, how do they do it? You know what I mean? How do they do those effects? Yeah. So it, it, it's great having you be able to, like, clear some of that up, man. I, I yeah. appreciate it. It's almost um, more confusing when you see like a, a high budget movie and they do something incredible. You you, you don't you're like oh that's cool. But then when you see like a low budget movie and they do something that looks good, you're like how the fuck did they do that? It's almost like you see a sleight of hand mag magician. You want to know how they do it when it's really good on like yeah. a high level. You don't think about it. You're just like oh look the robot just like flew through space and grabbed the astro or whatever. But like you know when you see that on a small level like that, you're like how did those fuckers do that? Well, yeah, because you, you, you look at, like, Marvel, you know, Star yeah. Wars and that kind of thing. You're like, well, it's a big yeah. studio. Of course they're going to yeah. make it look incredible. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But there, there was a thing early on in the film with Gary, and I think it was with a can. And I was a bit like, did that, did that happen? Did oh, I the, 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 when he, the bottle opener. Yeah, that's it. Yes, 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 yes. That was a very, that was my... That I came up with how to do that. Oh, it was shit. A very sleight of hand. Um, I don't want to put, I don't know if we should give away. No, no, don't, don't reveal it. Don't reveal it. Keep that yeah. one close to the chest, man. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I saw that. That was done. I, that was done in real time, that effect. Oh, damn. That wasn't an after effect. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, we hadn't really seen anything crazy to the point. And so I was a bit like, yeah. Yeah. Did I make that up? That just happened. That, that was just, yeah, that, that's what's supposed to be. Like, wait a second. <laughs> now, I'm like that too. I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, yeah, no. It is very enjoyable. And people, if if you're around any of those festivals, um, or there's the Christmas one you could access in the UK, yeah, definitely mm -hmm. check out Laguna Avenue. I, I think you're going to be very surprised and um you're gonna enjoy it so um yeah Thanks and hopefully we'll be on a streaming service near you very soon so you don't have to wait till a festival <laughs> i think we have something in the in the pipeline oh nice 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 well thank you well, kevin it's great chatting with you yeah oh, tell the people how they can keep track of everything you're doing man um you uh you can follow me on instagram at Rusty Knob, or uh, I have a alter ego, uh, Johnny Fava. Keep a lookout for him. Uh, yeah. I, we didn't talk about him, but J-O-H-N-N-Y-F-A-Y-V-A. Um, I keep my Instagram pretty up to date so you can see what I'm up to. Okay. And, and is there a, a something coming, like anything else? I have else? a couple things in development that I'm working on. Uh, film that I wrote and a, a, a retrospective piece about the Johnny Faber character. Okay. And then I auditions and things. Uh -huh. Oh, splendid. Well, Russell, when when any of these projects are um, ready... I'd, I have I'd, your email. 
Yeah, come, come back, man. You The door is open always for you, man. I've enjoyed thank this conversation. Thank you very much. Me too. All right. Thank All right. you very Next much. Next time man. I'm over the pond, maybe I'll look you up. We'll yeah, no, definitely. I, I definitely right. treat you to a drink and whatnot, man. Don't right. do that. Take care. All right. You take it easy. Bye. Bye. How great was that? Man? How great was that? Russell Harvey, extremely nice to give up his time. And really, that was interesting, just dropping all that knowledge on how this ATR's film was put together. Sounds like a trick. Definitely does. So people, right? Remember, it's showing all over this weekend. So make sure to check it out. And yes, if, you, if you're in the UK, you can access um, you can access it, people. So all the links and information is in the episode information, as always. So people, go do that. And follow everyone, right? Go show them some love because this film is a trip. It's a trip. It's something a little different and crazy. And uh, yeah, I think you can all enjoy it, right? So there you go, people. That's it for part two. If you haven't done part one yet, go check that out. And otherwise, we will see you next time. Peace.